David's in charge. David's in charge. Da, da, da. I'm glad you did that. I froze up for a second there. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Witty Benter. We, we, we need Witty Benter. I can't think of any Witty Benter. My brain is locked up. Uh, uh, it's my first time posting. Nobody can tell. Anywho, uh, welcome to Nerd Trek Presents the Lower Decks. Um, I'm David, and I'm here with Jeff. Hello, everybody. And Phil, unfortunately, due to a family emergency, will not be joining us tonight, uh, which is why I am going to be your interim host for the next uh, however long we do this for. And hopefully... Well, we only have the event silo book for 22 minutes, so... That's true. We only have the event (laughs) silo book for 22 minutes, so hopefully this will not be too incredibly terrible, but uh, we'll we'll go off and running. So this is uh, Veritas, episode, season one, episode eight. Of course, it's season one. They haven't had any other seasons yet, as I'm sure everyone listening to this has listened to all of our other Lower Decks episodes. If not, go back and just binge all of our Lower Decks episodes. Um, Fun fact, too, we are also on Amazon now, which we have uh, found out you can go to your Alexa. So if you're listening to this, put it on speakerphone and say, Alexa, play the Nerd Trek podcast, and it will play the Nerd Trek podcast. Hopefully. Do you hear it? I can't hear yours. Oh! And I, I don't have one, so. Alexa, stop. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't I hear both. I just realized our whole last episode is about to start playing in the background. You're like, I can't listen to this shit for 45 minutes. Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we are on Amazon. Um, so this one is Veritas. Very, uh, very fun episode. Uh, a little bit more, or a little bit less plot heavy than some of the other ones, but it definitely has some fun moments. Jeff, what did you think of this episode? I, I liked it. Um, you know, I, I like I like the whole season. I think this is probably one of the strongest first seasons of any Star Trek show, at least the ones I've seen. Um, I, mean, I mean, take that for what it's worth. You know, I know it's a it's a it's a short animated show, but um, but every episode's fun. It's just like they're really good plots. Um, there's a ton of Star Trek references all the time, which I've always loved because you know, most TNG Voyager stuff is like, oh, this thing happened in 42 minutes and we never speak of it again, mm-hmm. except for now. Like, I'm like, yes, like, and it, so I loved it. And, but the, and this one is totally lower decks. Like, it's like, we don't know what goes on with you upper, uh, with the upper decks. Like this is, we see bits and pieces of this mission and I love the, like the entire um, uh, structure of this episode. It's, it's just funny. Yeah, that was that was a great moment too. Where they're like, "What do you mean that he doesn't know everything that happens on their ship?" And they're like, "We don't know what's going on," and half the time they don't either. Yeah, <laughs> he's, and he's like, like, "No, right?" He, it, yeah, because he's like, "No, you're Starfleet. You're the best of the best." He's like, "No, we're trying, <laughs> but we're not." <laughs> oh, and I'll have to take your word for it on it being the best first, because uh, all I've seen are this is the first season of TOS and the first season of TAS, and I will definitely agree that this has been better than both of those. Um, but I haven't seen TNG Voyager and beyond. So at least not the full first seasons. Yeah. So well, I'll have to take it on that good, one. But I think this is just consistent. And I think what's, what's appealing to me is like, as much as there's great stories, it, this is just a fun show. Like yeah. I love it. And I, I'm, I, I laugh about stuff and it's like, I, I go full Star Trek nerd on it. Mm-hmm. I get all the little references and then uh, on like a second or third viewing, I pick up even more references and it's just, it's just a fun show. 
yeah, they do, they do the animation well. I think it's a good mix of characters, but definitely like as not being a huge Trekkie, I get some of the references, but the stuff that I don't get, I recognize our references usually to something else. And I'm like, okay, so I kind of get that they're pointing that around. I am also enjoying the show a lot. So let's dig into this episode. So all of a sudden it opens up and our four main characters uh, are in a prison cell. And they're looking around going, uh, where are we? What's going on? And of course, Boimler panics because he's missing his pottery class. <laughs> because he I like that they have extracurriculars. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's very much like the Cerritos is half submarine or destroyer and half cruise. Like just a yeah. cruise ship where you have pottery classes and like yoga classes and all this stuff because you'd have to. If you have a ship that size going for that long, you have to have some kind of activities that people are going to do. You need otherwise, hobbies. Yeah, otherwise it would get completely boring because the time you're not working, you're doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, so they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> of course, they... Tendi thinks that she replicated too much ice, which Love cracks that. me up. She's like, I just like ice. I like it's, ice. It's just so random too. It's but it's like, but it's it's a real random. Like, yeah, what if you do replicate a lot of ice? Like, what what happens? It's just funny. Oh, yeah. Well, it's and it's one of those things. I've been in that position too, where you get called to like the boss's office or something, and you're like, okay. What did I do? I didn't do anything. What did they think I did? What could they <laughs> think I did? What might I have done? Was it that little thing? Did they really going to get me for that little thing? That's the replicating ice. Yeah. Like, well, it's like it's like if you've ever worked in in an office, you get the complaint that like, oh, someone keeps burning the popcorn now. Everything smells like popcorn. We can't get rid of the popcorn smell, or like you can't eat fish. Like, oh, oh someone yeah. ate fish. I always fuck up the whole place. Like, I hate that's, when people microwave fish. Yeah, I make popcorn at work all the time, but I became that. I never burn it because there's a popcorn setting on the microwave. <laughs> and I became that person that everybody's like, are you the reason it smells so good in here at three o'clock? Like just buttered popcorn <laughs> hanging. But yeah, so they're they're trying to figure out what's going on. And um, Mariner is like, oh, this is nothing. You should see a Klingon prison, which I got the throwback to f- number six, right? Where they get thrown in that like cold planet with all the aliens and the Klingon prison. On yep, that asteroid. Yep. Good reference. Yep. I, yep. I'm glad Thank that you're, it's all coming together. This little Trek <laughs> baby's becoming a big boy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're like, this is nothing. I'm sure it's fine. And they lift up into this room and a big spotlight's put on them. And there's this big scowling dude looking down at them. And this, I don't know what he's supposed to be. Primes, they called him. But they're, this. Well, the planet the, is something prime. Yeah. I don't know. The what? guy reminded me a lot of the bad guy from Galaxy Quest, except without the little tentacles on top. He's just green and he's scaly oh. and he's got a big metal plate over one eye that like covers half of his head. He looks like um, an orc. He, he yeah, kind of like, like an orc. Like an orc. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was trying to keep it Star Trek-ish, uh, <laughs> at least a bit. Um, but yeah, so they have a spotlight put on them and they're like, oh my God, it's got to be a trial, which where could they have gotten that idea? It's not like they've ever had surprise trials from alien races in any of the episodes that we've seen. Uh, I don't. And that I too is just like Star Trek six where Kirk and McCoy come up through the thing yep. like when, when they're on trial, it's exactly the same. Well, and it's, I mean, we haven't released it yet, but we have the first TNG episode is exactly that too. Boom. Trial. Like oh, they're Q. Q puts them on trial and boom, they're on trial trying to defend whatever it is. So it's like yeah. pe- human race is always whoever the show is following is always being put on trial. So I would have thought the same thing. Oh yeah. Which ties into um, this episode maybe. Absolutely. And then, yeah, the, the senior staff like shows up and they're hanging in a big beam, um, looking down and not saying anything. <laughs> and <laughs> they start to talk, which is question. Cause they're like, okay, <laughs> 
you're going to testify. And I love Mariner's response of, well, what's the difference between witnessing something and just looking at stuff? <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> so, it's like, so funny. There, there really isn't much of a difference other than witnessing is talking about stuff you looked at. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's all it but is. That's, and that's what I like too, is that they just take, like, I don't know. It's just like the, it's really good, well-written conversation. I like. Yeah. Oh, the, the little bits they have off to the side are perfect. It's usually half of it's what we're thinking and the other half is something we didn't think to think about. So it makes a yeah. nice little bit like that. Uh, and then they shove a horn in their face and say, you must speak into the horn of candor, which only <laughs> only allows you to speak the truth, which is like the conch shell. If you ever went to camp, they're like, OK, whoever's holding yeah. the conch shell or whatever it is gets to talk. Um, but they start asking about the clicket ship twerk. T W E E R K on Star Date seven five eight one eight point four. I like how he he did that too. He's like, tell me about five seven eight one eight point four. Like he's like, it's so menacing. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, so they they want all the stuff, and Mariner comes forward, and she starts talking, and she's in the repair bay, and they're doing maintenance on a shuttlecraft, and <laughs> they're trying to talk about who's a bigger badass between uh, some guy I've never heard of and Khan, but I recognized Khan, Rona, yeah. Roga, da, Roga Dinar, Roga so Dinar. He's, he's in the first season of TNG. Oh, okay. So when so we I'll, get to it, you can talk about it. Yeah, I'll meet him here shortly uh, on the Nerd Trek podcast. So everyone, stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. They, Tendi goes to the bathroom and comes back and is like, hey guys, we're on red alert. And they're like, no, we're not. And uh, not Boimler, the guy at the cyborg. Rutherford. Rutherford is like, no, that couldn't be possible. I messed with the speakers and they'd be super loud if we were on red alert. And everybody immediately is like, you messed with what? Open the door. <laughs> whoop, whoop, it's have red alert everywhere but here. <laughs> and of course, Mariner and Boimler are supposed to be literally in like the, the ops and security stations or whatever it is, the front two in the front of the captain. Ops and con. And so they're not, they're not there and they're trying to head out and Mariner's like, Oh, we'll just kind of sneak in, like be casual and we'll just kind of sit down and we'll go with the flow of whatever's happening. And Boimler's like, no, we should confess or like tell him something. Of course he wants to, to pansy out, which is exactly what he would do. But it totally Um, works. They just like slide right in and no one notices. Oh yeah. They just whoop, they slide in. But then of course, immediately the captain's like, all right guys, thoughts. And she's like, Oh, whatever you want to do, captain. And then she's like, Boimler thoughts. And he's like, whatever you want to do, Captain. And they're like, damn it, this is your chance to prove yourself. <laughs> Don't kiss my ass. <laughs> Don't kiss my ass. I'm like, yeah. okay. But he's, it's just funny, like that whole scene was, he's like, uh, evasive maneuver 88. Yeah. And then the cat's like, what the fuck? Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> and I don't know what any of those are, but they're like, in this situation, are you insane? And they're I'm like, a... well, but then it's funny though, is then he goes, uh, crazy Ivans. And I was like, that's from Hunt for Red October. Like that's a like a submarine move. Oh, it is. What is what's a crazy Ivan? Do you know? It's uh, you turn like you do like a turn movement in in the water. Because oh. one of the big plot points of Hunt for Red October is that Sean Connery's character he does like a he does a crazy Ivan to try and lose like a torpedo or something. But just the fact that he's like, oh, we should do crazy Ivans. I'm like, oh, you just referenced Hunt for Red October. <laughs> Nice. I did not catch that. Um, but yeah, so then the, something about a map of the neutral zone and these the clickets. Well, which... I like that too. They're like, we don't have maps. We have fucking stellar cartography. Yeah. Maps. <laughs> maps. Uh, but they, uh, they, the, the clickets, whatever these weird alien creatures were, like yeah. Caleb and are like, hey, you betrayed us after giving, giving you the map. 
and they're trying to say it's all just a misunderstanding. <laughs> and yeah, they he he suggests evasive maneuvers and then using the impulse drive to crazy Ivan. <laughs> And Ransom tells him he's embarrassing himself. And so he's, she's like, all right, Mariner, uh, send him a message. <laughs> and yeah. Mariner immediately like, got it. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, send him a message. That means phasers. She's like, no, that means invite him to dinner. And she's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I was with Mariner on that one. I'm like, eh, that's not what send them a message ever means. It's always yeah. like fire across their bow or send a warning shot or something. Uh, fire across her nose, not up it. Yes. Ah, good Spaceballs reference. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I'm surrounded by assholes. Um, (laughs) Yes. I say that a lot in my head. Yeah. But then, of course, so they cut back and the guy's just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is what we were talking about, that scene where she's like, you trying to tell me that they didn't know exactly what was happening on all their ship at all given times. And she's like, no, no, they don't. Like we, and like you said, we have stellar cartography. We don't have fucking maps. And she's like, and we especially, they can't keep us informed. And half the time they don't know what's going on. They do their best, but they have to wing it and figure out what's going on. And so he immediately is like, I hold you in contempt, tank of eels. Contempt of eels. <laughs> also <laughs> in, in the, the voice of him, that's uh, Kurtwood Smith. He's the guy from that 70s show, Red. Oh, yes. I recognize He was that. the president in Star Trek Six. That's and he's also, right. I think he comes back in a Voyager episode as well. But um, Kerwood Smith, there you go. But yes, they hold her in contempt and she gets put over a tank of eels and they're about to drop her in. But Boimler's like, no, I was there. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so they don't drop her in the tank of eels, but they hold her precariously overhead. <laughs> and then um, he calls up Rutherford and Rutherford's like, oh, yeah, my cybernetic implant is perfect and it'll tell you everything that happened. And so they go, okay, we want 57791.1. Super menacing. Just, meh. And he's like, okay, point, whoa, are you sure? You sure you want me to, you sure you want that date? I, I can give you so many other dates. You sure you want that one? I think his, his kind of backstory, well, I loved all the different stories, but yeah. I think his, his is probably my favorite. It was just, it, it was funny. Oh, it, absolutely. Yeah. Well, first off, it starts off with him just Rutherford being Rutherford. He's sitting there rotating EPS capacitors so that they don't overheat. He's just <laughs> rotating and rotating. Like he loves all those little mundane little things on a ship, which is totally I've met people like that where they're like, we get to do this now. And everybody's like, you have to do that. And they're like, we get to. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sitting there rotating stuff. And then one of them, uh, what is it? Uh, Shacks and Billups come in and they need the Romulan flight manuals and repair information. And he's like, Oh yeah, I can update it to get that. But uh, I like to do that when I'm asleep because it has a problem with, and they're like, damn it, man, do it now. So he does it. And apparently he has windows 95 in his surgical implants. Cause like every <laughs> 10 seconds, it just reboots, which reboots him, which makes he passes him out. That's or blackout great. at least. Yeah. He blacks out <laughs> like a cybernetics takeover and God knows what happens. Yep. Hey, so he blacks out the first time, wakes up in two unconscious and nearly naked Vulcans who Shax commends him for like knocking them out. <laughs> so it's like a Matrix moment where like the thing took over and pow, 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 yeah. which we saw in an earlier episode. So it's even referencing kind of back to itself that his implant does allow him to fight well if he wants to. It's just not something that he likes doing. Um, and he's flying him over a museum and then they initiate a halo jump and he jumps out or gets pushed out. He blacks out in midair. <laughs> 
<laughs> then he wakes up and he's underneath a Romulan bird of prey and trying to get on board with Shax and they're trying not to draw any attention inside this hangar. And, and the did, guy's like, did, you've drawn my attention. <laughs> did Did you see the other ships in the little museum? Uh, I, I, I did, but I didn't mentally. Oh, there's like a, there's like or, an Enterprise I, D shuttlecraft. There's original Enterprise shuttlecraft. Shuttle, yeah. Yeah. And then right behind where he's standing, there's the, the, I think it's the, uh, the Vulcan, um, uh, uh, shuttlecraft from first, uh, first contact. Oh, one okay. in the film first contact with that they come down and meet Zephyr from Cochrane. I think it's that one. Oh, so there's like, I there's don't movie. remember what that looked like. I'll have to, I'll have to like notice orange. that again when we look at it, but, Thing, yeah. um, but yeah, and so he's like, you, the guard is like, you've drawn my attention. And he goes, do the fan dance. And he's like, the what? <laughs> and suddenly he's holding two bright purple fans and he just starts doing what any of us would probably do if we're holding two fans. What's that from? I'm going to test your Trek knowledge. Did we see this? Yes. Shit. There's not a lot of very famous <laughs> fan dances in Star Trek. Star Trek Five. Oh no! I don't know. Uhura does her <laughs> naked fan dance in. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that scene was awkward. I couldn't look at it too closely <laughs> when it was happening. I felt shame. It just was weird. It came out of nowhere. She was on top of the thing and like hill and doing whatever. Okay, so he starts doing the weirdest fan dance ever because that's what all of us would do if we suddenly were holding fans. And he's like, "You're now you're distracting me." <laughs> it was pretty um, good. Yeah. So they blacks out again. <laughs> and I love this because it's literally like 60, 30 seconds worth of stuff blackout. 30 he's seconds worth of stuff blackout. So he blacks out and he's wake, He's on space and it seems like he's standing. And I love the response that he has, which is the one I would have. How am I standing in space? That was Like great. he's not floating. He's standing. <laughs> yeah, he was perfectly standing in space. Yeah, and it turns out he's got uh, he's all magnetically boots standing on the outside of a cloaked Romulan bird of prey. Old um, school one. Yeah, one of the old school ones from TOS, and it's those magnetic boots from so, number six again. I think they've used that like three times in lower Yeah, and like first contact, they used the uh, magnetic yeah, boots. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's a very common way in the future to walk around on a ship because it's metal. Um, but yeah, and then he finds Billups, and he's about, he's going, he basically got the bends. He's going through nitrogen intoxication because he's running out of oxygen. And <laughs> uh, they, they, he get or Shax is right nearby in a shuttle and they shove him onto the shuttle and they're having trouble and they get him on board <laughs> and then they send the ship to warp and he blacks out again. <laughs> and wakes and up on the, so, I think this is the, the best most part. random part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he wakes up on a desert planet in the middle of a Gorn wedding. And the moment he woke up, I'm like, are those Gorn? Gorn those look wedding. like Gorn. And then he's like, Gorn wedding, Gorn wedding. And of course they all but turn and look at him. It's but it's, so, so the planet totally looks like Vasquez rock. Oh yeah. It totally like, it was, and he's just like Gord wedding. Gord so wedding, wedding. And of course they all look the bride, the groom, the guy who's officiating the ceremony, all the guests all look and just charge him. And he yeah. starts getting like eaten up and he's like, okay, time to black out. Time to black out. Come on implant. And it blacks out. And then he comes right back and he's still in the same spot. He's still, still at the corn. But he's like, no, no. <laughs> and, and then like Claire or Clar interrupts. He's like, he's like, how did this turn into a Gorn wedding? Yeah. It's like, where did this come from? <laughs> so he goes to the tank of contempt because he wakes up and they're like, you couldn't, or yeah, comes back to, to Clark and he's like, how do you not know this? And he's like, that's all I got. That's all that's in the, in the messages. He's like, you heals. <laughs> so he sends him up to the tank of contempt. Um, and then they have Tendi come up and she gets all excited. And then 
Clara asks if they've gone to the neutral zone, and she goes, yeah, I can't tell you that. <laughs> and he's like, what? What do you mean? Tank of contempt. Tank of contempt. <laughs> and I think she tells the rest from up the... Oh, no, that's right. She admits, agrees to tell, but she's like, it was classified, so I have to redact some stuff. Yeah, so she redacts, like, every name and every important thing. <laughs> but then, like, visually, there's, like, bars over their eyes, yep. and they bleep everything out. It's... <laughs> Nope, they give a bunch of bleeps and a bunch of cover-ups. But she gets to clean the conference room, and she's like, that's awesome. You know how much conferencing happens in the conference room and all the important details? And she's <laughs> literally just, this is my favorite part. Everything else is like a phaser, blasts stuff off of graffiti. She yeah. literally has a lint roller, and she's rolling it up and she's down, getting, getting cat, cat hair. hair off the chair. <laughs> because of whoever the, the cat lady is, the medical officer. Cat I was doctor. like, oh... Oh, that's awesome. And then they immediately ransom and two other guys come in and they're like, are you the cleaner? And she's like, yes. And they're like, all right, we're going off on this mission. And then she keeps trying to tell them, like, uh, I don't think this is this. Scanning. They're scanning us. Okay, they're not scanning. And she's like, okay, guys, I don't think it's scanning again. So much scanning. There's more ships. They're, they're scanning. Ships everywhere scanning stuff. So she's in the cloaked uh, bird of prey, right? And that's why yep. they're, they're worried about getting scanning. And so she's like, oh, okay, like, what do we do? And then they're like, okay, we got to get out, go get the, um, you need to retrieve the package, whatever package. that was, throw the phaser rifle, they get on the ship and she's like, okay, whatever, I guess I'm along for the ride on this. And <laughs> they get on board and they get whatever the package was. Do you remember what it was? I... Well, it's him. I mean, it's like that orange tube thing. Like right, a stasis right. tube. They get him and they bring him back and then they get stopped by where why am i having so much trouble remembering this part so yes romulans come running yeah. up and they're like okay cleaner do your thing and she's like and they run off and she's like what's what's my thing and she starts beating the crap out of them like super martial arts training yeah. it's like it's like uh, the guy with the implant that one where he goes to security and just beats the tar out of everybody yeah. all of a sudden um, knocks him out, dumb him, and the rest of the team is like, what the fuck is she doing? She's supposed to beam us out, right? Isn't that her thing? That's her thing for like, uh, and literally, thing. He's, yeah, and he's just, Ransom is just like, I, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> like, yeah, she's supposed to beam <laughs> us out. I have no idea what is currently happening. <laughs> and so she beats them all up and they come back and they're, they're heading back and Tendi's like happy about it, even though she's not going to get any recognition for what she did. And they come back to the Cerritos and she goes back to cleaning the conference room just as excited as before. Do, 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 do. But then Clara's like, that's not true. You didn't do all those martial arts and beat people up. Yeah. And she's like, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, so she goes to the tank. Um, the tank of contempt. It didn't have to the... end in eels. Well, and they drop him into the tank, and then they light fire underneath the tank, and they're literally like, why eels and fire? It's redundant. They're like, you're hurting the eels. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is so good. Oh. And then, yeah, he wants to know about the contents of the package, and uh, yeah, Tendi says she doesn't know and worries about Clark hurting the eels. <laughs> so then the last one up is Boimler, and... He wants them to tell, say everything that the bridge crew did. And he goes like, I can't tell you because I don't know what they did. Yeah. And that's when he brings love... him back out of the tank. And he has that whole speech. Sorry, what do you love? No, I just love the whole where he's just like, we're lower decks. We don't know shit. Yeah. Like we, we know what they tell us. And that is not everything all the time. And even they don't know what they're doing. And, and I think you... my, my favorite part is that it's like it's the, the big inspirational speech that the hero gives at the end of the thing to like yeah. clarify. But that's literally what he's saying. He's like, we don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. 
we're not like we have no idea what's going on. This is not what you think. And then uh like it sure is a time. And uh, and they go back to Q showing up every time he shows up that the bridge crew never knows what the test is and they're trying to do with it. And then they end up on that like thing with the in the chess pieces against the cards with a soccer ball, and she's like, Oh, it's good, it's soccer, and then the soccer ball gets arms and it's like, like test for humanity, and then just runs it just runs off. <laughs> Which is exactly like what it is. I've only seen the the Farpoint episode, but that's exactly what happens. Q even shows up in the same clothes in Lower Decks, where he just pops in and he's like, time to test humanity. (laughs) You guys have no idea what you're doing. Um, He could could be a really good animated character because you could do... Like you just... It it just sounded like John Talancy just had fun being Q again. And they can do... He can do like literally anything because it's just all animated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did a lot with him even just on, like, Next Generation when they had limited capabilities compared to today of, of graphics and such. Yeah, you go animated, it's literally no limits. Yeah, <laughs> would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, so he gets all distressed, and he tells Boiler that he needs him to tell him that the bridge crew are infallible heroes, and he's like, no, they're not, it's okay. It's not, like, you know, and you can hold us on trial, and you can hold them on trial, but there's no evidence that they committed a crime, and he's like, Wait, what? You think you think this is a trial? He's like, this looks like a trial. He's like, what? What? What do you? Oh, okay, turn up the lights, and they turn up the lights, and there's like balloons, and it's all decorated, <laughs> and it's. He's like, this is a party <laughs> to celebrate his successful rescue because the he was the contents of the package that they retrieved and they saved him, <laughs> and they're like, and of course everybody they all do exactly what we would do Meritor's like but the creepy lights and the judging dude and he's scowling and he's like what I'm just here for like whatever I'm not a judge I'm gonna set up for my daughter yeah like <laughs> hey, I'm here to set up for my daughter you're almost done and she's turning a hundred <laughs> and, and just like Boimler's whole thing where like and then there's that whole cut scene with like Dr. Uh, Tana and, and she says and I, I like how she shows up on the USS uh, Alhambra instead of the Cerritos oh yeah it's, it's a different <laughs> California right. city ship. He's talking about how they make, how they keep making mistakes. Yeah, she shows up and there's like yeah. the, the characters with mustaches or something in slightly different roles. They're all weird. The same ones. And they're like, yeah. did you get on the wrong ship? And she's like, they all look the fucking same. <laughs> they do. And then Boimler's whole thing where he's like, he's like, we don't know. He's like, do you think that his whole little spiel there? Like, did you think a, a Picard knew about the Borg? Or do you think Kirk knew about the giant Spock on Phylos, which is from, <laughs> yes. from, from the animated from series. Oh, and then, and then this is great. He goes, do you think that Dr. Crusher didn't know about that entity on the Scottish planet that she totally hooked up with? Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but that's, that's like, that's, I think season six or seven, but that's kind of like one of the like worser episodes. Basically, uh, Dr. Uh, Crusher hooks up with like a Scottish ghost oh. and it makes no sense. But then that he just brings that up and then he, and then he goes, this is a drumhead trial. And he's like, which is a reference to a drumhead up where another episode uh, and it was just, he just lists off like all these things in like 30 seconds. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's, every episode they do that, there's like one little dump of throwbacks to all kinds of stuff. And I could always tell when they're doing it and I get about half of it. So, but it is awesome. And then of course the, the, it's a party to etch their history and their success into the history stone, this giant like monolith behind him. <laughs> and the, yeah. And then immediately someone comes in and they're like, all right, your time's up. And he's like, what? But we didn't do any etching. And she's like, it's 22 minutes. That's all you booked for the, the party thing. Even that room, because they're like, oh, this room is like horrible and deep. And he's like, this is our nicest party silo. <laughs> I was married here. I was married here. <laughs> 
so they all and they all get let down but she's like up oh, you sorry you only had 22 minutes to etch and you didn't do your etch and you're done so they don't get their <laughs> celebration etched into the stone and then they get back on the cerritos and the captain is like okay maybe we'll be better about keeping you guys informed and they immediately start peppering her with questions they're like, <laughs> like <laughs> what was this what's this? Yeah. and then but then they're like you were in this beam and you didn't say anything you knew that this was a party and like totally yeah. ripping into them Exactly. All this stuff after you watch the episode that would go through your mind of like, wait, but they knew. Why didn't they say something? And this I know and that. They, <laughs> they were there the entire time. And she just goes, ah, oh, that's classified. And right back to the status quo. Like, oh, yeah, that was Everything's fun. classified, which is great. But then, yeah, of course, they're like, this is fine. We don't need to know everything. Oh, no, yeah. Mariner's like, that's easier. It means more work if we know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is totally like, yeah, the lazy person's thing. Like, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. If yeah. I know, I got to fix it. I don't want to do it. Uh, and then yeah, Q shows up and challenges them to a duel. And she's not in the mood for any of his antics. Tells him to go bug Picard. And he's like, oh, Picard's no fun. He's all the quoting William Shakespeare to winemaking. <laughs> and I just love how she just walks away. She's like, we're not here for your Q bullshit right now. And she just walks away. Like, dude, if... If a Picard had done that, he'd be like, I'm not in the mood for this shit right now. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what I love, too, is Q like is obsessed with Picard through TNG. And now he's like, Picard's boring. All he does is quote Shakespeare and makes wine. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a good episode. It was just it was just a fun. Ep- like, I love all these episodes. They're they're so much fun. Yeah, this was I it was probably one of the funnier episodes. But like I said, least plot but more funny but it was just that like because the whole episode you have no idea what's going on and then you're following them and they have no idea what's going on and then you find out the whole point of it is nobody knows what's going on yeah you're trying to piece (laughs) together this like secret mission from all these different experiences but it's it's uh it's very like uh what's it called like rashomon where you get like different versions of a story yeah thing like and and that's what i like too is that the way that they tell the stories it's not always like a straight linear thing Oh, and then they threw in all those other references too, like where Boimler's like, oh, and all the times that Ransom uh, dates these chicks without, um, you know, properly oh, looking right. up. And, and then oh, the like, he's like, he's like, dude, that's a salt vampire. He's like, oh, salt vampires have been extinct for a hundred years. He's like, oh, salt vampire. Yeah, he turns away and she turns into the vampire and then he looks back and she turns back <laughs> immediately. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh gosh. It just makes me happy. Oh yeah. And then. When Rutherford is blacking out, one of the times he nerve pinched the Vulcans. He's like, great work, nerve pinching those Vulcans, baby bear, man. Who knew you'd be better at it than they were? <laughs> that cracked me up. Uh, and he's like, I don't know how to nerve pinch. And he's like, tell that to Spock and Spock. As if half the Vulcans <laughs> are named Spock. Spock and Spock. Oh, no, yeah. Good stuff. It was another yeah, we- great Lower Decks episode. Uh, I'm definitely, and yeah, I'm enjoying this. I, I think it, and I, one of the things that I think I enjoy about it is as I'm on my trek to become a Trekkie, I guess we'll call it. But like, I, I know that there are a lot of Trekkies out there that are like, ah, it's not real. It doesn't fit into canon. And I'm watching this going, this fits in better than I expected. Like it's on a small yeah. ship. It's in a corner of Starfleet. They reference stuff, but none of the stuff that they deal with is huge in comparison to like the actual shows. And yeah, so like it, big galaxy saving missions or anything. Yeah. Or anything that would even bleed over into one of the other shows and make a change. So they're just carving out their little section of it and like going with it. And I, I love that. I love that this is the case. So yeah. I, I think it fits perfectly into, into canon. And like you said, even reinforces all the stuff that they had on like a single episode one time 
and puts a little bit more in there. It's uh, great. It's just, I think this is like if, you know, well, cause, cause Mike McMahon uh, was a fan and I'm like, this is made by a fan for fans. And as, you know, as great as like Star Trek can be like with doing drama and social justice stuff and it, and it can be, but this is just a fun show. It's just yeah. like, it does have those like stories and morals and it can teach you a lesson, but it's just fun. And that's what I enjoy. Like this is a lighthearted show and it, and it, it, it just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of what I liked about um, the Orville. It, this isn't. Mm. This is a lot more silly. Obviously, it's like jokes all the way through. But the Orville was like Star Trek mixed in with a little bit of that humor and a little bit of that normalness amongst the crew and stuff. And how they, they still have those big missions where they have to do things like first contacts and stuff. But behind the scenes, they let down their guard and like make dick jokes and stuff because that's yeah. what people do. Like. Exactly. And I think that's probably more realistic of what people will be like is like, we're still going to be in space making dick jokes. People still have senses of humor. People still like to blow off steam. Like, I I think it was last episode was the one where the person had their head under the replicator like it was a slurpy machine, like just guzzling. Uh, I'm like, I would totally do that. I would do that. (laughs) Just absolutely uh, that. And I would just just replicate ice. Replicate ice. I would replicate it. crushed ice because I love every anywhere that serves that crushed ice. The little ones that just, yeah. I don't know. You, I mix it with soda and you can just like drink it almost like a slushy. It's so <laughs> good. Just gulping ice. Ice. Mm, ice. This episode brought to you by ice. Sponsor us ice. <laughs> sponsor us <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's our, I think that's our lower decks episode. Um, yeah. These are just, just fun. I, you know, and I don't think there's been a bad episode, at least for me. I, they're all fun. I think they're all well done. I, I've been enjoying them so much. There's only two left. I'm kind of sad about, you know, because mm-hmm. God knows when we'll get more new new stuff. I mean, well, then a discovery starts. But, um, but this is just a fun show. It's just, it, like I said, it, it just makes me happy. Yeah. No, in the moment we heard about it, we've been waiting for this one. So it is it is just exactly what we were hoping for and expecting. It's great. Everything's Absolutely. obviously the episodes go up and down a little bit, but they're all above a seven. Like they're all on the upper end of the scale. Yeah, they they're all go really up a little, good. little some are a little better than others, but it is good stuff. But uh I think that's I think that's pretty much it for our episode. That's it. it I'm good. It goes very fast when it's just two of us. <laughs> fast. It's been thirty four minutes. Oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. Is our episode longer than the actual episode? <laughs> uh, yes, by, yes, yes, by 12 minutes. Oh, good times. Okay, <laughs> uh, so we will go ahead and wrap it up then. Uh, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social medias, our new Meet the Nerd section. You can send us an email uh, and go to wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star rating and review. Go buy our shit on Cafe Press. And that's pretty much it. Live long and prosper, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.